I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Talking today about negative emotions and how it affects your health. And we talked earlier about the whole process that occurs. You sense something that's stressful, it, the, the amygdala, the part of the brain processes that, it sends it to the hypothalamus, the hypothalamus processes what is it, what should I do with it. It'll send messages to your sympathetic nervous system, the nervous system that speeds you up. It'll also send messages to your adrenal glands. The adrenal glands release adrenaline, which opens up your blood vessels, opens up your pupils. And so that's how you start to deal with stress. Then as, now we're talking about what do you do with it when you're under stress. And you have to have a part of your brain called the prefrontal cortex that's going to filter this out. It's a part of your brain that makes judgments and rationale and, and risk. It decides if this is risky or not. And then the prefrontal cortex kicks in and says, okay, I'm all right, I'm alive, it's not worth chasing down Jerry who just cut me off on the road, and I'm okay. But what happens is, if your prefrontal cortex start to, start to lose the battle, and it's chronically flooded with stress chemicals, eventually those stress chemicals will override the body's ability in the prefrontal cortex to make better decisions. So by not allowing stress to turn chronic, you're better off uh, maintaining self-control in challenging situations. When you allow the stress, and sometimes you can't, you don't have a choice in allowing it. But if the stress becomes chronic, that overrides the prefrontal cortex and you're stuck in that sympathetic mode, that fight mode. And the adrenal glands are pumping out adrenaline and you're putting stress on the, uh, the, the amygdala and the hypothalamus. And so that eventually becomes very dangerous and potentially deadly. So that's where it's really important. Brief daily meditation has been helped to increase activity in the prefrontal cortex in as little as eight weeks. So if you don't know how to meditate, Go online. There's so many different types of meditation. There's prayer. There's transcendental meditation. There's tapping. Uh, there's all these different types of meditation that you can do that if you do it on a regular basis, it can help reboot or reactivate the prefrontal cortex and you'll make a lot better decisions on that. So when you're under stress, we talked about chemical stress, food, drugs, alcohol, environmental toxins, physical stress, maybe uh, you have pain, bad bed, bad pillow, bad uh, chair, you're working at work. But if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, chances are, very high chance, that it's a pinched nerve. And this is what chiropractic steps in to work on getting the physical stress balanced out. But chiropractic, if you've listened to my shows before, can also help the organs work better because the, if you pinch a nerve, 10% of the time it hurts. 90% of the time, you can have a pinched nerve and not know it. So if you have a pinched nerve going to your adrenal glands, the adrenal, girls can adrenal glands can malfunction. Maybe it's your pancreas, maybe it's your spleen, maybe it's your heart, your lungs. And so when you have an organ problem, we call it an organic problem, not organic like food, but an organ-related problem, I always say, let's check the nerve to the organ. I mean, right now, if, if the lights here in the studio went out, well, we can do one of two things. We can change the light bulb, or we can make sure the light switch didn't go off. And if the light switch was turned off, what's the first thing you do? Turn the light switch on and open up the electricity to the lights. Same thing with your organs. If you have a pinched nerve going to your spleen, your kidney, your thyroid, your prostate, your ovaries, whatever it is, you want to make sure the wires are working. Because many times you could change the light bulb all day and all it was was a, a wire that wasn't working. And that's why so many patients come to our offices 
and say, Dr. Joe, I've been to all these doctors, I've had all this treatment, nothing's working. And yet after a few treatments, I started to see some results. Then I get, why didn't someone tell me this sooner? And my question is, I have no idea. I don't know why people didn't tell it sooner, but now you know, so go tell everybody else. Don't let those people suffer. So from a chiropractic standpoint, we can help the organs reboot themselves by opening up the nerve supply. And if there's chemical stress, you have to take care of that. Now there's certain chemical stresses we have no control over. If you're sitting in traffic, I live in the Atlanta area, a lot of traffic, you're gonna inhale car exhaust. It is what it is, okay? But I cannot put chemicals in my house. Air fresheners, colognes, hairsprays, uh, carpet cleaners. I don't have any carpets in my house because I know what carpets do. But any chemical that has an artificial smell to it has toxic chemicals in it, usually called phthalates. And phthalates act like estrogen and can stimulate your estrogen receptor sites and cause abnormal cell growth. We don't want that. So I don't use scented deodorants. I don't use antiperspirant because it has aluminum in it. I don't use scented shampoos. I use all natural soaps, like a Castile soap is the soap I use personally. Um, if I do cleaning, I use natural cleaning products, a natural clothes soap. So I do everything I can to take care of the chemical stresses in my life. I eat a good diet. I've been vegan. I've been a vegan now for 34 years. I'm not asking you to do that, but it's the best thing I can do. And I always say, I always pick the best thing I can do for myself. I've got a good background in this. I want to choose what's best. And I find that a plant-based diet is absolutely positively the best thing for the body. I take supplements. I take Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source, Dr. Joe's Adrenal Support. I take Adrenal Support every day because at my age, the adrenals are getting a little weaker. And when I say a little weaker, after 30, they usually start getting weaker. So you might want to consider supplementing your diet because the, the, the soil today, even organic soil, is so depleted of nutrients than it was even 40, 50 years ago. We've wasted so many of the nutrients because we've farmed the same product over and over and over again on the farms, sucking out all the good stuff. Oh, we may fertilize it with some basic chemicals so that you form an apple. But if any of you are old enough to remember when watermelon was sweet, peaches were juicy, tomatoes had flavor, milk had cream. I don't drink milk, but remember milk had flavor in it? I, I haven't had milk in over 30 years, but it's pretty much white water now. So we've depleted our society and our soil. And that's why if you go to other countries like Italy where the tomatoes are so delicious because the soil is so rich, it's volcanic soil that they grow it in. And the tomatoes taste better and the breads even taste better. I don't eat a lot of wheat, but if I go to Europe, I don't have a reaction eating some wheat there, but here in the States I do. So there's a lot of different things that we can do and that's why supplementation is so important. I can't imagine going a day without my supplements. So if, at least take Super Greens and Essential Source. Those are on the website, drjoe.com. If I eat a cooked meal, I take probiotics. It's on the website, uh, digestive enzymes, I'm sorry. If you're exposed to antibiotics, you probably want to take probiotics. So there's a whole breakdown on the website of what supplements work for what. And so the website's drjoe.com. Now, let's assume you're under stress. Anger strikes. Stop. Take a few deep breaths and reoxygenate your brain. Because when you get stressed out, what do you do? You hold your breath. <laughs> your anger and you're holding your breath. Take a few deep breaths. Get some oxygen up to the prefrontal cortex, and then the prefrontal cortex kicks in and says, you know what, let's make a better decision on this. Maybe it's not a good idea to chase down Jerry who just cut me off uh, because he's bigger than me. And so I'm gonna take a breath and make a logical decision. I did promise before I went to break, I was gonna talk about something called the cross crawl. And this is something I want you to incorporate into your life every chance you can. I went hiking up some waterfalls the other day, and I cross crawled the whole way up and the whole way back. Now, you're not crawling on your hands and feet, but what happens is the right side of your brain controls the left side of your body. The left side of the brain controls the right side of your body. 
So when you're in a daily activity, most of us segregate our brains. We'll use the right side. I'm right-handed, so I use the mouse, I brush my teeth, I start the car, I talk on the phone. Well, I use an earpiece, I don't use my phone. But most people use one side of the body more than the other. Are you like that? Of course you are. So what happens is we're segregating our brain, we need to integrate our brain. We need to use both sides of the body as much as possible. So a real simple little trick that you can do is called a cross-crawl. So what you do is, if, you stand, don't, if you're sitting down and driving, don't do this, but if you stand up, I want you to bring, lift your left leg and bring your right elbow to your left knee. And then I want you to bring your left elbow to your right knee. And then keep doing that. Right elbow, left knee, left elbow, right knee. And what you're doing is you're using both sides of the body. You're integrating your brain through something called the corpus callosum, which is a connection between the two parts of the brain. And that'll help calm down the brain and re reboot it, for lack of a better word. And it's fun because uh, I used to do a lot of lectures in high schools when I first started out. Um, before I had radio and television, I was doing a lot of local lectures. And I remember going to a basketball team one time. And I had the number one shooter. And I said, I'd shoot a foul shot, and he did. And then I had him mess up his brain. Instead of cross-crawling right arm, left leg, I had him lift just his right arm and his right leg at the same time and just his left leg and his left arm at the same time. And I had him do that 10, 15, 20 times. I said, now try to shoot a foul shot. Wasn't even close. He was so far off. I rebooted his brain, right arm, left leg, left arm, right leg, and the cross-crawl, bam, hit the foul shot again. So whenever I have a stressful day, maybe I have to do a bunch of radio and television, a bunch of lectures, got a bunch of patients, I got to travel somewhere and do, do lectures. A lot of companies will hire me to give workshops for them on wellness. And so what I have to do then is if I'm stressed out, I'll cross-crawl. And when I do that, I reboot the brain. So maybe you're tired at the end of the day. You're just exhausted and your, your significant other wants to go out on a date or you got to go to a play, or you want to play with your kids, or whatever it is, I want you to cross-crawl for about a minute or two. Now, whoever you live with is going to think you're crazy, of course. But I said when I went hiking, I don't, didn't have any, I had a backpack on, but I didn't have anything else, and I marched right arm, left leg, left arm, right leg, up the mountain. And it was amazing how much easier it was than holding onto the backpack or putting my hands in my pockets. Let those arms swing, right arm, left leg, left arm, right leg. Every time you walk, I want you to consider doing that. If you're carrying a purse, Strap the purse over your shoulder so you're not in one side, and then do that. And you'll be amazed how quickly the body starts to reboot itself. It's really neat. So when you're angry, before going through this whole process of amygdala, hypothalamus, adrenal reaction, sympathetic reactions, do a cross crawl, and you'll be fascinated how the body starts to work again. And before tests, students, little trick for you here, don't go telling everybody because everybody's going to do it. Do a cross crawl, minute, two minutes before you go into the test. Got a big meeting. Same thing. You'll be fascinated what happens. Promise you. If it doesn't work, so what? You, you look like an idiot for 30 seconds or a minute. But it does work. It's kind of neat. Now, short-fused people have shorter lives. So this is what we're talking about, how negative emotions can affect your health. Frequent anger is associated with higher risk of high blood pressure and heart problems, including heart attack and stroke. So again, when you kick in that sympathetic reaction and the body raises the blood pressure, if you're, if you're short-fused, you have a lot more of that, and so you have a higher risk of, of having a heart attack. Biological reason for this, of course, is the body releases epinephrine and norepinephrine, which constrict your blood vessels, which increases the pressure. Okay, so it's a law of, derma, of, of hydrodynamics. If the, if the tube is smaller, the pressure goes up. And that's why a lot of patients, uh, when they have high blood pressure, we got to figure out why are their muscles so tight. It could be that, and blood vessels are muscles, could be have a magnesium deficiency. We give them things like Dr. Joe's nitric oxide. Nitric oxide opens up the blood vessels. I was just a guest on a show earlier, 
and they were talking about this uh, rampant, uh, uh, they have uh, new gonorrhea and s social diseases that are not responding to antibiotics called super gonorrhea. And one of the reasons is that in men, our testosterone levels have dropped dramatically from 1973 to 2011. Testosterone for men and women is a, we'll keep it clean, it's a family show, a performance enhancer. And certain, uh, if men don't have, have performance issues, they may not be able to use the proper protection. And so they're more likely to get a little riskier and say, well, I, if I can't put proper protection because I don't have performance, uh, proper performance, I'm just going to go without it. And that could be one of the reasons why we're spreading so many diseases. And the more antibiotics we use, the diseases become resistant to antibiotics and they become a problem. So this is why the increase of these little blue pills that they sell. Ever watch a sporting event in the United States? Every third commercial is for a little blue pill. Why? Well, apparently every man in the country is having issues. Well, a lot of that has to do with chemicals we're exposing them to. We talked about estrogen receptor, estrogen-like compounds that activate receptor sites. Has to do with lack of activity, because the more we move, the more testosterone we have, the more muscle mass we have. Uh, and it's also due to uh, lifestyle. We're sitting in front of computers and we're not doing as much uh, things that'll help build up that testosterone. So one of the things I give patients with issues like that is the nitric oxide, because the nitric oxide opens up your blood vessels and increases the flow of the body and lower blood pressure too. So there's some tips there that you might want to consider uh, to help the body work better. But with people with high blood pressure, I'm not saying take nitric oxide. It's on my website, drjoe.com, the nitric oxide. I'm not saying take that if you're not going to get to the cause of the problem. It's a good idea to take it, but then you want to get to the cause of the problem, not just treat the symptoms. Chiropractically, when we have high blood pressure patients, we always check the upper neck and the lower neck because those are the nerves that can affect blood pressure. And many times we adjust the patient, blood pressure drops. If the stomach is up against the diaphragm, it's affecting the vagus nerve, which has control over the heart. Pull the stomach away from the diaphragm, relax the vagus nerve, blood pressure can drop. Get on a good diet. At least take super greens, an essential source. Have something raw at every meal. Broccoli, cucumbers, tomatoes, salad, at least once a day. So there are certain rules that you can follow to help control your emotions from a chemical standpoint. And then a physical standpoint, we talked earlier, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, stop suffering. People come in every day and say, Doc, I've suffered for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Thank goodness I found you guys. So don't be one of those patients. Come see us. We have offices in the Atlanta area, Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We would love to be your doctors. So go to website, drjoe.com, with chiropractic team, and we'll set up an appointment for you. We'll check the nervous system. We'll check your digestive system. We can talk about diet. We want to get you well and keep you well. And we want to give you all the tools that you need to get to that point, even when it comes to negative emotions. So that being said, an intense bout of anger has its risk. One study, individuals' risk of heart attack rose nearly fivefold and their risk of stroke increased more than threefold in two hours after an angry outburst. So wouldn't you feel silly if you got mad at somebody and had a heart attack over it? And it happens every single day. It was greater for those people who had a history of heart disease, of course, so don't do that. Now, if one negative, uh, negative emotions can cause depression and loneliness, which are linked to the risk of higher risk of heart disease and stroke as well. In the elderly, loneliness is a big thing. They can't get around like they used to. Okay, my father was deaf. My father had an accident before I was born, fell off a ladder, broke his back, fractured his skull, and went deaf immediately. So my father was deaf my entire life. He's passed now. Um, but he stayed home all day, every day. Because back then, we didn't have OSHA, and we didn't have hire the handicap. He stayed home. So my dad was always around, which was a great benefit for me, but he couldn't hear my voice. 
But I tried very desperately, as I, as I became more aware as an adult, to not let my father be alone. I'd call my friends. Like, I went away to college, but I'd call my friends who still lived in town. Hey, go visit my father. Stop in and say hi. Oh, my God, he loved it. And he was so social, my father. And kids loved him, too, because kids could say anything, and if my father didn't hear him, he just smiled and nodded his head. And kids loved him because he paid a lot of attention to them because it was something he can do. This is way before captioning on TVs and everything that he can do and stay busy. So my father was smart. He didn't realize what he was doing, but he, wouldn't let him, he didn't let himself get into that loneliness because when people are lonely, higher risk of heart disease. So again, a negative emotion, loneliness, can increase your risk of heart disease. A lot of people with uh, AFib, where the heart beats irregularly, they're afraid to go do something. I see this all the time. Doc, I have a regular heartbeat. My doctor says I can't exercise. I'm afraid my heart will go into spasm. AFib, or atrial fibrillation, could be the stomach pushed up against the diaphragm, because I had that when I was a kid. I didn't even know, didn't know I had a name for it. But my heart would beat really rapid, and then stop, and then start again, and then start it and beat rapidly, and skip beats. And my stomach was up against my diaphragm, affecting my vagus nerve, which affected my heart. Once I got my stomach fixed, pulled my stomach away from my diaphragm, the AFib went away. So if you're, if you're you know, a self-proclaimed shut-in, so to speak, because you're afraid to go out and do something, see what we can do to get to the cause of the problem so that the body can start to function normally so we can get you out of the house and you can start socializing again. And share whatever you know with other people. You have something that somebody wants. And it's wonderful when you can go out there and share that with somebody. Maybe you know how to play piano. Maybe you uh, like to hike. Maybe you're a woodworker. My father was an amazing uh, mechanic. And so he'd go out to every, every, he came from a big family, and um, he'd go to everybody's house and fix their cars. Why? It gave him something to do. And you have to have a purpose, and that's really important with negative emotions. Because if you have negative emotions and you don't have a purpose, those negative emotions fester, which can then bombard the brain, the prefrontal cortex with chemicals, which can burn out, essentially, the prefrontal cortex. And then you can't make good decisions. So suppressing negative emotions can make it even worse. So those people who never get upset, never, you never show their emotions, that can be a problem too. It's been found that you can triple your risk of heart attack and the risks associated with suppression of anger are even greater for people that felt that they've been treated unfairly. So now we have to find that Goldilocks zone. You don't want to be angry. You don't want to suppress your emotions. You have to have healthy outlets. And that's why it's important to have friends. And if you don't have friends, join a church, join a group. You go online now and whatever you like. If I'm a vegan, I don't know how many vegan groups there are in my neighborhood. I can go join if I wanted to. Maybe you like knitting. Maybe you like horseback riding. Maybe you like bicycling. And once you start getting friends, it's okay to vent. And you have to get a friend that you can trust because otherwise you're going to say, oh my God, all Joe ever does is complain. Well, maybe it's not a complaint. Maybe it's just a vent. And I'll say, listen, I'm going to vent for five minutes. And it's a good idea to give people a timeline. Give me five minutes. I got to vent. And they'll come in and vent. And if you have a good friend, they'll sit there for five minutes and just nod their head, not give you any advice. And then you go, ah, I feel better about that. Or go to a professional therapist if you have to. But letting those emotions out in a healthy way is really important. But if your body's healthy, you're going to have less negative emotions that you have to let out. And so you don't want to risk, increase your risk of heart disease or stroke because you're bottling up these emotions. So trying to pretend you don't feel uh, the way you feel or judging your emotions harshly can cause more stress than feeling it and moving on. Some people are just like, yeah, stuff happens. They get mad, they move on. And grow, growing up in an Italian family, that's how it was. I was fascinated because at Italian dinner, if you've ever been to an Italian dinner, everybody's talking loudly. And people think, if I brought friends who weren't Italian, or when I, especially when I moved to the south and went back north, it's like, my gosh, your family's all yelling at each other. No, no, they're just talking. They're not mad at each other. It's just how we communicated. And so 
if you don't know what you're getting into, you might want to consider having a coach on that one. Contrast, people who are, who are uh, allowed sadness, disappointment, and anger and resentment to run through them, they're better off. And that's what happened with a lot of, a lot of these things. A lot of my family, they'd yell at each other, but they were still family. There's a great line from a, a Natalie Merchant song, big 10,000 Maniacs fan. Family is family. Don't let this tear us apart. And that's exactly it. You know, you stick it out with family. Whatever it is, good or bad, you're going to stick with them as long as both people are willing to work at it. And this is where the emotional aspects come in of finding people that you can trust and people that you can vent to. So I think that's important to let that, let that uh, happen. Repression of anger, frustration, and fear also contribute to chronic pain, especially back pain. Now, as a chiropractor, my team of doctors deal with chronic pain patients all day, every day. We get referrals from medical doctors, hospitals, uh, judges, insurance companies after car accident cases. Go see these guys, because we got a good reputation. And we want to try to get people well. But if you're chronically frustrated, that can increase your back pain. So that's why when patients come in our offices, we want to do everything we can to get them out of pain. So if we give them the best chiropractic care in the world, but they're still doing things like artificial sweeteners, which can increase your pain. They're dehydrated, can increase your pain. They're constipated, increase the pain. We're not going to get the results that we want, and they're not going to get the results that they want. And that's why when patients come in our office, we try to take a, a whole body approach. We give them chiropractic treatments. We check their stomach, make sure they're digesting food properly. We get them on a good diet. We get them on some good supplements, at least Dr. Joe's Supergreens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. Because if you get Supergreens and Essential Source, you hope most people start to feel better in a few days or a few weeks, and they say, okay, now I can do the next thing, and then I can do the next thing. And so just sometimes we've got to break the cycle that you're in. And if people come in, and I, I have patients all the time come in and say, listen, I went to these other doctors. I wasn't getting the results I wanted. I like your approach. Your approach is whole body. And usually they get the results that they're looking for. But I find that if we don't do the whole body approach, they're not going to get the results. And they're going to say, well, I went to the chiropractor and it didn't help. Well, did you do what the doctor said? Did you keep your appointments? Did you skip appointments? There's a lot more to it sometimes. Dementia. Okay, I've got to cover this. We're running out of time here. Your brain health uh, suffers negative consequences if you're chronically angry. For example, a form of chronic anger known as uh, cynical distrust has been linked significantly to higher risks of, depression, uh, of, uh, of dementia. Cynical distrust is described as a brief, is the belief that most people are out for themselves as opposed to looking out for others. So that's what the word cynical, cynical is. You just assume that everybody's out to hurt you and everybody's out for themselves. And if you're in this cynical, cynical distrust, it can increase your risk of dementia. So once again, what do we do? We get the nervous system working properly. We get the digestive system working properly, which helps break down proteins into amino acids to produce neurotransmitters. We get you on some good food, start eating healthy foods. And a lot of times that cynical distrust, they start to come out of their shell and start to realize not everybody's out to get them. It's okay. You know, I think Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify. And I love that, trust but verify. You don't have to trust everyone until you verified what they're saying is true, but you don't have to not trust everybody either. Some people, most people are not out to get you. Women with uh, uh, cynical, hostile attitudes are more likely to die prematurely and have a higher rate of death from coronary disease than women who have positive future expectations. So once again, find out the things that make you happy. Get out of that negative emotion that you're feeling, that cynical distrust. Cynical hostility is associated with poor oral health. Many people that are cynical have bad teeth. What's the correlation there? I'm not really sure, but it's there. Cynical hostility is associated with increased metabolic burden among middle-aged and older people. So what that means is if you're distrustful, you may be putting on weight. You may have metabolic disorders. You may have high blood pressure. You may have high cholesterol. So there's emotional components. There's the physical components. 
And it's the chemical components that you have to address if your goal is to get well and stay well. And stop bombarding your brain with all these negative chemicals, like the prefrontal cortex that makes the decisions for you, the judgment part of your brain that lets you make wise decisions. So what do we do? Go back to the basics. Make sure you're eating good foods. Have a salad at least one meal a day. Peppers, uh, avocados, uh, lettuce, of course, if you want some lettuce in there, celery, cucumbers, and get some salad into your body. Try to use apple cider vinegar. I was just talking to one of my producers right before the show, and I turned him on to apple cider vinegar, and it changed his whole world, raw organic apple cider vinegar. If you're going to use salt, use air-dried sea salt. Take some quality supplements, Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source, the nitric oxide for circulation, B-complex. Most of us are deficient in B vitamins. If it's the winter time, I'm begging you, please take vitamin D. 5,000 international units a day for an adult. On my website, it's a little tiny bottle. You take five drops a day. That's what I take. So get the supplements. If you don't know what to take, go to my website, drjoe.com. If you want to make an appointment to come see us, I think you should. Most people are very, very happy, and they realize that they should have done this a lot sooner in their lives. So go to my website, drjoe.com. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We want to be your doctors. We want to help you get well and stay well. So go there, make an appointment for you, your friends, and family. Bring your kids. Kids need care, too. If they start out healthy, they grow healthy. So it's really important that the kids get care as well. If you've ever been in a car accident, ever, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged. The sooner you get to us, the better. So if it happened yesterday, come to us today. Get in as soon as you can. But the website is there, all the information you need, over 1,000 hours of video and audio podcasts. We want to get you well and keep you well. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. The website, drjoe.com. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on a WSB Radio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.